You're listening to Divinely Curious, the podcast for mystics, seekers, and the spiritually curious. I'm Heather Augusta. Join me and my co-host, Emily Rose, for spirited discussions about what's capturing our curiosity and what we're discovering along the way. Hey, Emily. Hey, Heather. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well. I am caffeinated on your Burnside Chai blend. Mm, Yum. (laughs) That you made. It's a tea day for sure. Yes, it is. So I'm wondering, do you want to talk about intuition today? Yes, I do. I I, love uh, talking about intuition. Good, because I want to talk to you about it. You recently posted this intuition challenge Uh, like a divination challenge, which I did. And I really, really enjoyed, but I want to talk to you about it specifically. So can you tell us a little bit about what the challenge was and actually, and why you created it? Yes, totally. So intuition is something that every single one of us has. And I feel like it's this piece of us that we know we have, that we kind of understand But a lot of us don't quite know how to tap into it on demand. And as a card reading teacher, I teach Lenormand. One thing I notice with a lot of my students is they are trying to improve their interpretations, right? Everybody who want who learns to read tarot or Lenormand or Oracle cards, whatever it may be, they want to see the card and know what it means pretty immediately. And with the card system that I teach with Lenormand, a lot of people are attracted to it because if you learn the system, then you should just be able to read it. That's kind of why people come to Lenormand. Some people even call it almost scientific. (laughs) It's kind of what they say about it. And what I found in, in my classes is people who really understand the card system, people who I've seen read before, who have commented on on different posts or been participating in study sessions that really have this down, they were still doubting their interpretations. And they said, why am I still doubting my interpretations? And as I talked to them, I realized, oh, you don't trust your intuition. You you don't trust that. And they clearly knew what every card meant. They clearly knew you know, how to read card combos. They had all this in their repertoire, but they didn't trust that initial feeling that they get from their gut, which is essential if you're going to be a card reader, in my opinion, if you want to be professional or you want to read fluently. And so that's how this all got created (laughs) was from that need of, oh, I want to be able to trust that first ping that comes to my mind. And I want to be able to know what that is. So I realized in talking to students as well, that they had a particular idea in their mind of what their intuition would be like. And if it didn't appear or it didn't manifest in exactly that way that they had anticipated, they thought it wasn't worth paying attention to. And so when I would mentor some of them one-on-one and we worked on that, we got a lot further and they were able to start trusting their interpretations a lot more. So I thought, well, if this helped them, let me take some of those questions that I asked them 
and turn it into a challenge. And what's good about that is whether you read cards or, or not, you know, these are, are questions that are helpful to think about. But of course, you know, as card readers, it's it's always fun to to throw some tarot into the mix to get some to see see how the how the cards respond. And then that way you're not purely relying on on your intuition off the bat. So that's where it so came do you, from. Do you think that people when they think of intuition, what they're actually expecting to experience is the psychic experiences, like the psychic I, abilities, basically. Yeah. When I ask them, what do they think their intuition sounds like, or what, what, what is it? Ex- what is that experience like to listen to your intuition? A lot of them say, well, I should hear a voice that says X, Y, or Z, or they had this one experience or one way of thinking about it. And that's when I I realized, oh, everybody's intuition kind of works differently. And so getting to know your intuition is is kind of like getting to know a person, getting to know someone else that different communication styles that people may have. So I think people do kind of have an expectation of of what it's like. And I think it, it is kind of like what people think being psychic is like. So how do you distinguish what is what is being psychic versus what is being intuitive? Well, I think what's funny about that is I think intuition is the road to psychic abilities. <laughs> so I think working on your intuitive abilities is kind of a a pathway to that. Yeah. Essentially, I think what the difference is intuition is knowing something without knowing why you know it, but it is quote unquote like logical, knowable information in your environment. I think we talked a little bit about this in our psychic episode as well, Mm -hmm. but if, you know, intuition is like, oh, looking at somebody and saying, okay, I know that person's in love and you don't quite know how you know it, but maybe it's their body language. Maybe it's, it's the glow on their face, whatever. Like there's things in the environment that you're picking up on their body language and, and tone of their voice and such that leads you to believe that. And you've stored in your memory bank somewhere in the past that you've seen someone was in love and you got confirmation of that. And so you kind of stored it in there. So I think that's intuition. And then psychic abilities is knowing something you couldn't possibly know, right? So, you know, that's, what's the nature of that information? Is it knowable in the environment or is it not knowable, right? And yeah, I think that's how one way to tell. I think there there is research that's been done about intuition and they said people who are considered highly intuitive are they have excellent pattern recognition. They have next level pattern recognition because it's sort of a requirement for intuition is to yep. recognize patterns and also breaks in patterns. But it's almost like we're doing it with something beyond our five senses, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's so interesting about the research that's been done because that's exactly what intuition is. I think of it as kind of collecting gems in the world. We kind of collect these nuggets of experience and we store them in our subconscious. And then when at the right moment, you know, we go into our subconscious and and pluck it up and bring it to the surface. And that's so cool that our mind does that for us. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 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 It's uh it's really interesting to think about too how intuition can lead into psychic abilities. Yeah. 
And because I know that it is only through nurturing my own intuition and getting better at listening to it and recognizing it and acting upon it, that seems like the most important step of growing your intuition is actually acting upon your intuition that only then did the psychic abilities come through for me. Have, mm-hmm. What has been your experience and observation and other people like your students as they sort of go through that, that transition? Well, I think at first they feel a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it, it feels a little like we're almost trained out of our intuition as when we're younger, we're taught to look for, you know, confirmation via f- quote unquote facts, right. In the, in the world, a lot of times, which is not bad. Right. And in, in a lot of ways, but what I think happens as a result is we, we kind of tune out that voice, that intuitive voice in whatever form that is over time. And we think, okay, I'm just going to ignore this and look for facts. And then we kind of tune out of the self. Right. And so I think at first, when a lot of people begin to hear that, that, you know, intuitive voice, whatever, or they begin to see things or whatever it is for that person, they at first feel like, oh, I'm delusional. (laughs) It's kind of the, the thought that they have. And when I say, okay, well, what if it is delusional? Like, let's just see what it is. Let's just let's just see what's present. Let's see what's coming up for you. And you don't have to, you don't have to do anything with it. The first thing is just acknowledging that you're experiencing something and saying, okay, I'm going to listen to this part of myself. I don't have to take any action on it right away. I just need to listen to it. And then deciding what you want to do with that and almost writing yourself a permission slip to do that. So yeah. that's what I've noticed. That's interesting. Cause I noticed like I have, this happens with my husband. He's incredibly intuitive and he has like full blown psychic insights and it's amazing. And he just cannot believe it. He's been so skeptical every single time it's happened. And I'm just like, that was real. Let's take a second. You don't need to like puff yourself up or anything. But, you know, like, let's just take a moment and acknowledge that that was real and that that happened. And we had a conversation yesterday where he said was trying to make an important financial decision. And he said, it feels bad. I feel bad about this and gross. And I said, I said, that's your intuition. <laughs> Listen to mm-hmm. it. You you have excellent intuition. I, I trust your intuition. And he's, he said, well, I don't know. I feel like it should, I don't have a reason. Maybe it's based on fear. Maybe I'm having that intuition or that feeling because I'm afraid of something. And I said, well, how's it coming through? And he says, well, it feels, my stomach feels bad. And I said, okay, well, how else is your intuition supposed to talk to you? It's talking to your stomach and your heart right now. So how else is it supposed to communicate? And he goes, well, like in my mind. And I was like, well, the intuition doesn't really live in our mind. Our body is the main antenna for our intuition. The other parts of our, you know, the, the heart and the gut are the main antenna for it. And so if you want your intuition to talk to your mind, you have to cultivate that skill. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and until you do, it's important to know that your intuition is speaking very clearly to your heart and your gut. And I thought, wow, how many people are ignoring that because they think that it's supposed to drop 
little bombs in there of insight into their brain when it's really their heart and their gut that's doing all the talking. That's so interesting that you you have that real life kind of case study <laughs> with your husband and experiencing that because that that totally is what we're talking about with, you know, we expect our intuition to speak to us in one way when really it's talking to us all the time and we just kind of have to learn, okay, how is this coming through for me? How does my intuition talk to me? Because some people, they get those physical sensation and other people, they just have this knowing like a mantra almost that comes in their head. They're like, why is this here? What the heck? I didn't, I'm not consciously thinking this, but it's here. Or they might get crippling anxiety about something, you know, and, and that's your intuition telling you that doesn't like the situation you're in or whatever. I think your intuition's always talking to you. And I always say, you you don't actually have to improve your intuition. You don't actually have to make your intuition better. It's just getting to know your intuition. It's like making a best friend. You're not trying to make your best friend better, right? You say, oh, I'm improving my relationship with my friend, right? And I think the same goes for your your intuition. Well, and I think too, like, because I, I feel like a lot of people's intuition, especially very empathic people, sensitive people is communicating with them through their heart and their gut. That's really common. They question it because it's not in their mind. But then when it does communicate with your mind, you still second guess it anyways. If that same insight dropped into your brain, would you have given it any more? Like you think you would give it more weight, but in truth, you probably would have questioned that as well. So (laughs) yeah, because I mean, I, I get insights like mentally as well. I get mantras and songs and voices and all that. And I still go, "Mm, I don't know. Like I can still be skeptical about it. So just because it drops into your mind or it does show up in some sort of like maybe great way doesn't mean we don't still second guess it. Totally. It's, it is really true. I feel like we are conditioned to need some type of external validation that is like, I'm trying to find the right words, almost recognized by others right? in a way. And when you look at really successful people who are just living the way they want to live, their path makes no logical sense when you look at it most of the time. Yeah. And it's, it's because (laughs) they went from this career to this career, like what? That's not logical, but it made sense to them and they followed their intuition to to do that even though it doesn't make sense right and that's the thing about intuition is it's highly individualized and if you're looking for some type of you know non-subjective type of input for it you might not get it (laughs) right you probably won't get it like I think it's pretty safe to say you won't get it so if you're looking for that validation you're not going to you just have to make you have to take action you know on it and test and just see if it's if it's real or not (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) it's all about trust which is (laughs) what we're talking about really with, with cultivating it yeah yeah it's about trust and I really like that is like trusting Trusting your intuition. I mean, learning to hear it, but also trusting it as well. It's a really important thing. Totally. totally. So your your intuition challenge was a five-day challenge. And I had so much fun doing it. Because you oh, know what? God. 
I want to blast open my intuition. I want to friggin' blast it open. <laughs> and I, I think it. other people might want to do that too, but um, I guess, is it a good idea to blast open your intuition? <laughs> is there a reason why somebody wouldn't want to like open it up in a big way? I mean, should we be opening it gradually or should it like, can we just blast open our intuition? Well, I think it depends on how much you're willing to change your life. I I think a lot of it depends on that because your intuition is really inconvenient to current circumstances in a lot of, in a lot of times. Um, So if you are in a marriage that isn't working or you're in a job that is just not feeling good to you and you start doing this stuff with (laughs) intuition it'll get so loud that you won't be able to ignore it and you almost must take action and the the thing is is that'll happen no matter what like that'll something will happen where you'll have to change things typically might happen like the world around you might might naturally change to that eventually. But what I notice is the more you tune into your intuition, the more you tune into things, the more you'll notice, wow, things become really clear. And that clarity is truly a gift, I think, but we might not always perceive it that way <laughs> when, yeah. when things start happening. And I had that experience when I started really paying attention to my intuition but now my life is so much better than I could have ever imagined it uh, before. So I guess the important question is where's, where does our intuition lead us? Like, where's our, like, generally, where does our intuition lead us? What do you think? I, I want to know what you think. Um, <laughs> about that. Well, if it's, what is the intuition? If it's like, I mean, if, part of that is the voice of our soul. If it's our higher self communicating with us, then it's only going to be trying to lead us to our greatest good mm-hmm. and or to protect us or whatever, or to help us, you know, open our awareness and to see clearly. That's, that's how I've always perceived the intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think when I was creating my intuition course, I did research into things on, okay, what is intuition? And obviously when you're reading papers that are scientific in nature, they're not going to say, this is actually your higher self <laughs> speaking to you. Yeah. It'll say it. it's, it's knowing something without knowing why you know it and, and having this kind of um, impulse almost is, is kind of how they describe it a lot of times. But um, I'm going to botch this quote by Gandhi, which basically says, sometimes you just know something and you don't need to ask the person to the left or right of you. You just know that this is what you need to do. And I think that gets to the heart of what intuition is, is just kind of this knowing. And I do think that that knowing is something that on one level is kind of quantifiable and, and researchable. And I think on the other hand, it's not, I think it, it is part of the higher self. Mm-hmm. I think it is part of, of spirit or whatever you want to call it. I think that 
we're given this gift of intuition to know what our path is. And it's almost like a compass that we can, we can kind of use to navigate like, okay, how does this feel? And we have to learn what, how to read that compass for ourselves. Well, and if people are still unsure, I mean, they're not going to be listening to this podcast if they're not (laughs) somewhat spiritual, but if somebody is just not feeling clear or resonant with the idea that their higher self or their soul might be trying to talk to them through their intuition, I suppose another way you could look at it is it's another sense. And when we have expanded senses, like if you have a very good sense of smell or a very good sense of hearing, what's going to happen is you're going to smell more information. You're going to hear more information. And by having a amazingly open and finely tuned intuition, you're going to be able to get more information. And then you can make decisions based on that information that kind of takes the spiritual part out of it, even though it's very spiritual. So yes, (laughs) it is very spiritual. (laughs) I love that thinking and that, that framing of it is another sense that we have. And that I think is, is a very approachable way to look at it. Hey, curious folk, it's Emily Rose here. I wanted to pause this conversation to ask you, have you heard of Lenormand? You know, those sassy to the point cards that tell it like it is. If you're a tarot reader, oracle card reader, or someone who is simply curious about cardomancy and divination, Lenormand is a fabulous way to add specificity to a reading, or it can be a standalone divinatory tool. For instance, you can ask Lenormand to show you the ins and outs of a potential romance, give you a heads up of what to expect for the year ahead, or even help you find lost objects. I'm telling you, this is a game changer that you just have to try out to believe. Have I piqued your curiosity? Inside my free three-lesson Lenormand mini course, I'll teach you the basics along with a daily practice to get you started. You can take my free mini course at emilyrosedivination.com slash mini course. That's emilyrosedivination.com slash mini course. See you inside. Are you looking for a divination tool to help bring peace and clarity into your life? The Opal Oracle is a colorful 72-card deck that delivers empowering messages, beautiful symbols, and crystal clear guidance. It's a helpful tool that nudges you in the direction of your greatest good. In this vibrant and joyful deck, readers can dive more deeply into a path of self-compassion and reveal to themselves the love that exists in the world around them. The Opal Oracle can serve as a standalone deck of cards or it can be used as a companion to other divination systems. Pick up your copy of the Opal Oracle card deck on Etsy or at opaloracle.com. And now back to our curious conversation. So day one of your intuition challenge, you ask a question, which is, What is the primary way that my intuition communicates with me? So why this first question? So this one, I, I think I put first is to emphasize the idea that your intuition is going to communicate to you in a way that you may not expect. Right. And with this question, pulling a card and seeing it kind of can open your mind up to, 
another way of thinking about this. So maybe instead of your intuition being a gut feeling, maybe you just get a quick like whizzing passing thought that all of a sudden comes up or maybe, you know, maybe it's actually reflected in your world. Maybe something comes up that day that you feel really deeply or whatever. It, it might not be in the traditional ways that we think, but it could be something that's unique to you. So this is here to give you a sense of what language is your intuition primarily speaking. And that way you can tune your dial to that and, and know how it's going to communicate with you. I like that example of a a thought whizzing by. Are there other sort of like, you know, outside of the box ways that you have observed people's intuition communicates with them? Stuff that's like, whoa, I've never heard that before. That's a really unique way that people just may not be recognizing that's their intuition. Well, and I think a lot of times this is where we start to merge with, with psychic stuff too, because I had one student who just would get an image in their mind about something. And they would say, I don't know. They would say oftentimes, like, I don't know what my intuition is saying to me, but I'm seeing a a snow globe (laughs) as you're saying this. And they would just see that. And I'd say, okay, well, what does a snow globe mean to you? Right. And then be like, okay, well, I feel encapsulated, but I feel very excited or festive about something. And it's like, okay, well, maybe this is confining, but you know, there's some joy surrounding it, right? You would get an image. And so that's another way that that isn't totally out of the box, but it it feels a little out of the box if you're just talking to someone and you see a snow globe. Right. So I think that that's another possibility for some. Was there any way that your your own intuition was talking to you that you were like, oh, this is interesting and unexpected? Yeah, the way that it speaks to me is this like raw burning feeling in kind of in my in my stomach. And I kind of say, is this something that feels like it's burning towards passion or is it kind of burning me? And I kind of get this sense of it. And it's really difficult to explain because it's it's kind of my own language with it. It kind of helps me distinguish between what you are talking about with your husband. Is this fear or is this something else? And for me, I can kind of tune into that burning feeling I get about something. And I, I mean, if you look at my astrology, I'm I'm fire signs everywhere. So this isn't surprising, I feel like, but I'm like, okay, this this feels like, oh, I, I want to do this, or it feels like it it could burn me is another way of thinking about it. That's kind of how mine, it's like I get this feeling in my stomach and then I kind of wait and see, like, okay is this blooming, is this shrinking kind of feeling. Right. It's hard to describe. (laughs) That's exactly what I said to my husband yesterday. I was like, okay, this feeling in your gut, this feeling that you're having, does it feel expansive or does it feel like it's contracting? And he said, it feels so confining. I said, okay, that is your intuition saying, nope. Yeah. Yeah. What did you get for this question? So the, the, what I got was, um, the Knight of Wands, but this is a this is from the Modern Spellcasters Tarot, and for people listening, it is the Knight of Wands is actually instead of sitting on a horse, they're sitting on they're flying on an eagle, like an intense eagle, and holding their wand in the air, and they're soaring above like a bunch of autumn colored treetops. And so mm-hmm. when I got this as how does my intuition speak to me, you know, it's kind of soaring in from above 
and the mm-hmm. wand to me represents his his arms holding a wand outstretched is that the morsel of intuitive information is being presented to me so it's going to swoop in it's swooping in and it's precise there's precision to it so yeah mm. yeah that makes a lot of sense it, it almost yeah. feels like it's not coming from you then it, it's kind of just like whoop here it is yeah type of thing yeah totally and and I love and the note I put for it is like I don't know if he's presenting the into the intuitive insight or he's actually like about to lob it at me <laughs> <laughs> so it's you're that, gonna get it <laughs> yeah so I so I guess that's up to me like it might be it might be presented to me because I asked, but maybe I didn't ask, and and the insight's <laughs> going to be lobbed at me like a wand on the head. <laughs> You're going to get hit with it one way or the other, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. The other thing I should note is that I put that my intuitive insight will rise above the worldly noise, so flying mm-hmm. above. So it should it should not be enmeshed in the noise because that's really confusing if you're getting insight and it's part of the cacophony of things going on it should actually be rising above it it's silent and precise it's providing clarity as view from above does and it will have an elevated vibration to it that was the other thing but do you have any other advice for people if they're pulling cards about this particular one? Because, I mean, they could pick all kinds of crazy cards. Like, they could pick the tower or the death card yeah. or whatever. If someone is using the tarot and they pick this as their primary way of getting their intuition, what advice do you have to give? Well, I think with any of these questions, one thing to look at is the suit that you have. So if you have something swords, then that's, you know, kind of mind or communication, right? If you have wands, that could be something that's kind of raw and and pure almost, another way of thinking about it. If you have earth, maybe there's something physical, right? It doesn't always have to be that way, but that's one place to look. Another place to look is the part of the card that catches your eye. So that's kind of what you did, Heather, with looking at your card, right? Like, okay, here's what I'm getting from this card. This this part is is really speaking to me. One example I have is the Ten of Swords, right? <laughs> Which yeah. if you look at that card, it's like, what? This is how my intuition speaks to me. But when you look at that card, there's a lot of pieces you can pick up on in that. So you know, if you look at the main theme of what's happening, there's a lot of surrender that's happening in that card. So it could just feel like, wow, this feels way more powerful than myself. And like, mm-hmm. I almost have to surrender to what this feels like. The other thing about the Ten of Swords, if, if you look at that card, there's, you know, darkness dissipating and the sun is starting to come through. It's a new day. So it could feel like, okay, this feels like a new possibility. It mm-hmm. feels like, something new and hopeful is coming in so it's that's where you actually have to use your intuition as well when you're (laughs) reading the cards of what part of that card is speaking to you and almost go with immediately what comes up for you and I actually get the tower for one of our questions so I can talk about that too yeah so that's what I would say is look to the look to the suit that you have or just look to the part of the card that really catches your eye the most and what does that mean to you Okay, so let's go. Actually, I'd love to just go through the suits real fast, especially if yeah. people aren't super familiar with the tarot. So the pentacles, 
you know, you can have an association and someone's allowed to think outside of this box, but generally pentacles have to do with physical, the physical part of them. And so it could be something physically manifesting their intuition. I think something physical, I have an example too, later we could talk about with pentacles, but something in the physical world, something that, you know, the feeling could be a grounded feeling that you get Mm -hmm. with pentacles. If it's, if you know that your intuition talks to you through feelings, then that could be a grounded feeling that you get, for example. So, right. Sometimes I have my ears ring when I get an intuitive hit. Ooh. Yeah. I get my ears will just be, they start ringing. So that could be just like an actual physical sensation. So then swords could be what? That could be uh, your, so I tend to think of the mind typically with, with swords. So, you know, page of swords, if you get something like that, I think of like, oh, this is an impulsive, <laughs> this is a, a whim or something like that, that you're getting that, that comes up. So I tend to think of that, or it could be communication too. That's another way to think about it. So if you look at, you know, depending on, on which question we're, we're on, um, but if it's like, how does my intuition communicate with me? Um, maybe, maybe you are hearing something with, with that. Maybe you're hearing something, maybe you feel like, oh, I've got to write something down really quick. Or, you know, you have something that that's coming through that wants to communicate through you. Um, So that could be another way of thinking of that. Like a brilliant idea comes, you're like, oh my gosh, I have this amazing idea. Like, or I just thought of a solution or something, or a random thought just popped in my head and I don't know why that kind of thing. Yeah. absolutely. Or even, you know, like some people might just notice things like notice phrases on signs when they're driving down the highway or a line in a book will jump out or a line in a song might jump out where something that's very or like or they might be in a a store and a particular sign draws their attention I mean that could almost be a swords kind of communication absolutely yes I love this this is so fun okay so then cups Cups I think of as emotions. So I, I think of that, what's the feeling that you get? So if it's if it's talking to you through that, you know, notice that it's going to come through through some type of emotions like, wow, I'm feeling this way, but nothing that I can think of has triggered this feeling. That could be, an emo- that could be your intuition speaking to you. So I, I would look at that. And also like a lot of times with cups, like if we think of pentacles as feeling sure-footed, this might make you feel a little off balance, depending on the card you draw, of course, that's, that's going to be, but you could be like, wow, I feel, I feel like I'm getting sloshed around a little bit here. So it could feel like that, but I I think of emotions primarily, but you always want to look to the exact card you got too, because that's going to give you more clues. Yeah. What about the unconscious? Do you think the unconscious, I mean, there's a lot of major arcana cards that deal with the unconscious, but do you think the cups could also be unconscious things coming up as well? Totally. Yeah. I think like dreams, that might be a place when I see the moon card, I tend to think of dreams. Like if you get the moon card, that could be coming through, through, through dreams, but, but, and there's so much water element in a lot of moon cards (laughs) when you look at it. But I think just totally what you said with, with the unconscious coming up. So then the last one is wands. That's the one I got. Which actually, when I, oh, really? Which one did you get when you did the challenge for yourself? I got Ace of Wands. Yeah. Which makes sense. The burning, like. 
I, it feels hot. Yeah. Yeah. It feels hot. You know, the other thing that I thought of with the wands too is creative, creative energy mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this because I know a lot of my intuition communicates to me through creativity. And so sometimes it won't even be about something that has to do with a creative project, but I will feel inspired to be creative somehow in response to the intuition I'm getting. And so like, like I want to make something or I want to say something or I want to, you know, it just comes from that really intensely creative part of myself. So so yeah, creativity, heat burning, like for you, what other ways that uh, would want? I also, I also think about it as power. What does this feel like in your, in your sense of power and your personal power? Like kind of what we talked about is your personal power feeling like it's, it's growing or does it feel like it's shrinking from something? So I feel like it also kind of hints at, at that power element. Yeah. It reminds me actually of a, a friend of mine when she is trying to feel out something to see if it's a good decision or not, she always says, you know, there was light behind this, or, you know what, I thought about this, but there was no light behind it. And it's such a simple way of stating it. But for her, that's how she's perceiving, like, her intuition is like, does she see or feel or sense light behind that option? Or not? I love that, because that feels like a very wands kind of kind of way of perceiving your intuition. What a great quick gut check too on something. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, because it almost seems like when there's something really like juicy out there for you, like some sort of opportunity or 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 a thing that you may never have considered before, it almost is like it lights up for you. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. It it does. So the next part of the intuition challenge was what sign will my intuition send me? So why this one? Why this question? Well, I think that we want as people who are trying to develop our, our intuition or people who want to pay attention, we, we, and spiritual people, we're always talking about signs. And so I kind of wanted to say, okay, here it is. <laughs> Here's the yeah. sign you can look for something really practical and concrete that you can look at and say, oh, this is my intuition that is talking to me. And so I think that this can be very matter of fact is kind of what I was going for it and just saying, okay, here's your sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's incredibly helpful. It's funny. All we have to do is ask, like we look for signs, but like I think most people don't, it doesn't even occur to them to ask, like, so what signs should I be looking for? Should I be looking for like numbers or, you know, songs or like, I don't know, a letter or an email or something like that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so curious with what you drew for this question. Okay. So I drew the four of pentacles and for those listening, this particular four of pentacles, there is a man standing. There's four giant like boulders and they have pentacles etched into them. And there's a man standing on top of them, like with a foot on each pen on each boulder and two hands. So he's sort of like standing in this really guarded position. He's crouched above a pile of gold with hands and feet on these boulders and it looks kind of defensive. And then in front of him, there are four 
sticks that are laid out in the shape of a rectangle. And there's a little squirrel too. How I had interpreted this was patterns. So there's pattern here of pentacles. There is repetition and there is structure here. So how I perceive this is like, look around and see the patterns of things, see the similarities, and then look beneath them to see what the intuitive insight is. Because the pattern that I'm seeing is the basically call like, hey, we're trying to get your intuition is trying to get your attention. And so we're going to keep presenting to you similar things. And once you notice that all of these similar occurrences are happening, then scratch the surface and see what the message is underneath. That is so cool. I love your interpretation of that. And that with that card, that pattern is really apparent when you look at it, just the the repetition of things makes a, a lot of sense. And things being beneath the surface and then the person on top, on top of it, it's almost like, I'm trying to find the right word for it, but he kind of feels like he's ignoring it. (laughs) He's looking ahead and not down below. And so it's like, no, look below for all the patterns that are happening. It's kind of like an extra clue. Yeah. Yeah. He's literally standing on top of the treasure. He's standing on top of the, the pattern. It's right below his feet And I love that there's this collection here of messages. Like there's the pattern of the four pentacles. There's the pattern of the, the rectangle. There's, there's Pat, even behind him, there are four trees, you know, that are in pattern. So like as an intuitive person, if I was experiencing this in my life, I would look at this and go, Oh, there's a pattern here. There's a pattern here. There's a pattern here. Huh? I wonder what's underneath all of this. And that to me is is actually how I get my a lot of my messages is I'll notice something and I'll see it over and over and over again in my life. And I'll be like, okay, I've had four people recommend this book to me. What's the deal? Maybe I need to read it. A lot of times people just ignore that stuff. And it's pentacles. So it's in the physical world that yes. you might see these patterns. So yes. that's that can give you a pretty concrete thing to look for. Okay, I'm getting a pattern that I'm experiencing in the physical world and that's important for me to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's the gift of this particular this particular question is it's telling you don't ignore this thing because we're telling you how it's getting presented to you. What did you pick for this one? I got the tower. <laughs> <laughs> and this kind of makes a lot of sense for me because I guess to be super dramatic about it, which the tower is a very dramatic card. So I get to be dramatic is that things just don't work for me when I don't follow my intuition. Like it's not even like, Oh, this kind of works. No, it epically fails in front of me. If I don't follow it, it's just how my whole life has been. It's like, I have to listen to it because if I don't, things fall away and my life will literally restructure itself until I listen to it. And I know that sounds dramatic, but it's true. (laughs) And it's happened again and again and again and again in my life. So when I notice, wow, okay, things are like, what's moving away, like what's falling away right now, that kind of shows me almost like what to move away from. It's, it's very clear. So, so you're getting messages like, after the fact of what's not working. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's how your intuition is talking to you. Is there a way that the tower can can communicate that to you before everything falls apart or does it just really have to fall apart? I think, well, I think like with how my intuition communicates with me, I think, okay, well, you get this feeling. Okay, cool. You didn't listen and you did this anyway. And what happens when something burns in the wrong, you know, and it's not controlled, it's going to start crumbling things. I know that sounds super dark and negative or whatever, but it's not so dramatic at first right? Like it's not so dramatic. It's like, it's like the world almost reorganizes itself. I I guess like another way to think about it is like, what's clearing the way, like what is starting to clear. And that kind of shows like what it's making room for. So that's how I interpreted it because that's, that's what my uh, life has really been like is what I've noticed. Like, and I get little signs, like little tiny signs to start that are, are small, like, oh, I was trying to do this path and this person wouldn't respond to my emails. Okay. You know, like little things like that, that I would start to notice. And that's not that big of a deal, right? When you look at it, but I noticed like, okay, pay attention to that. Then they kind of start to to add up, right? Yeah. Well, and the tower, like what the tower first has to be struck by lightning. Like that's Mm -hmm. the, that's the event that happens that starts the tower crumbling. Right. And so there's that flash of like realization or insight. I mean, in the, in the Marseille deck, it's called the house of God and it's a flash of insight or whatever. And then it doesn't fall down immediately. It has to crack first. Yeah. It begins to crack and then it catches on fire and falls apart so it's sort of like there are a number of steps before the fall apart happens I'm just thinking about preemptively how (laughs) how do you tell that well I mean my first card is kind of like that lightning it's the ace of wands and so I get that feeling if I if I don't fully listen to it, I'm like, okay, it's not like the whole tower crumbles right away. It's like, I get a little small sign that, that comes up that something's not working. And I used to be in a a relationship that was like that, you know, where I had these little crumbling signs that kept coming up. Like, this isn't the right relationship for you. This isn't the right one. And eventually it did crumble down because I, I, you know, I didn't pay attention. I didn't listen to it. And it wasn't dramatic at first. Right. So I think there is a preempt. I think it is preemptive almost in a way. It's yeah. not like it's, it's totally crumbling all at once, but you you can kind of see, okay, like things, things aren't working in this way. When, when I start to go down that path, even, even just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So then the next one is what is my intuition's love language? Okay. Why this question? Well, I think just like if you think of your intuition like a person, it has different ways it likes to be loved. It has different ways it likes to be acknowledged. And the more you pay attention to it in the way that it wants to be paid attention to, um, the more gifts and rewards you'll you'll receive from it, the more it'll talk to you. If you're constantly ignoring it, it might just be like, okay, well you know, why should I try to talk to you more if you're just ignoring me? So this is really about getting to know how your intuition wants to talk to you and how it it wants to be appreciated. It's sort of like our body, like if we ignore our bodies, you know, there are things we can do to take care of our bodies. And if we take care of them and and give them attention, then they're really great at communicating with us. If we ignore our emotions and we don't give attention to our emotions, then 
then we have emotional problems. And it's the same thing with our intuition. If we don't care and pay attention to our intuition, then we start to have problems. So it's sort of just like an extension of basic maintenance of our mind, body, and emotions and spirit. Mm -hmm. Totally. What did you get for this one? I'm curious. So this one, I got the uh, 10 of cups. Which is such a, yeah, it's a beautiful card. It's a, it's a very love, like very loving, sweet card. And in this particular version, there are four people standing with their backs to the perspective, your perspective, and they're kind of embracing each other and they're looking to the sky and holding chalices up in there. There's a rainbow above them and 10 cups above them. It's just a very sweet and joyful card. So how I took this is that the love language is connectedness and unity. So that um, when I am listening to my intuition, I will feel more connected, more connected to the divine, more connected to people and more connected to like all of creation. And, and that's how I know that my intuition is being nurtured and cared for. And also it will make me feel an inter, like interbeing and interdependence with all of everything. That's cool. That's yeah. such a cool card to get for that <laughs> question. Yeah, yeah. What did you get? I got the nine of pentacles. Yeah. And for that one, I thought, okay, this is quality time love language is what I thought when I look at that. Because in the card, you know, she's looking at her garden and being like, wow, like she's just spending time in her garden, admiring it, being like, wow, look at what, what this has brought me. And what I, I tend to write down synchronicities I get in my life. I tend to write down when I have a dream and then something happens in my life or when I have, I have this funny feeling about, about this. And I write all that stuff down and I, learned I have to reflect on all of that stuff if I want to improve my intuitive abilities, my psychic abilities, which is, you know, my livelihood, (laughs) what Mm -hmm. I do. And so I noticed that spending the time to reflect on those things really does heighten the amount of synchronicities I have and it it heightens my appreciation for it as well and so it's yeah my intuition's love language is quality time <laughs> it's okay what I figured out I think I when I did it I kind of misconstrued it as like like how does my intuition love me sort of thing instead oh, of we can how, look at it. yeah and instead of how do I show my intuition some love But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of reciprocal too. So for how do I show my intuition, love would be to maybe connect and basically connect with others and and foster unity. And I don't know, I have to think on that one, actually. I I kind of think when I look at that one, I kind of think of gratitude too. I think of gratitude with that card. And so it could just be, being grateful for all of the love that you have in your life too. And knowing that your, your intuition tends to lead you to love that happens a lot. And so recognizing the love that you have in your life and that can be showing your, your intuition that you love it in, in turn. It sounds like a gratitude practice. It is. (laughs) (laughs) For 
people who haven't caught our gratitude episode, you should definitely listen to our attitudes of gratitude episode. It's pretty hilarious, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's that's a great, you got prescribed that from your intuition, I feel like so. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so the next question is, what can I trust without a doubt right now? So this is like sort of the first time we're, we're actually asking our intuition for an answer that's like, not specific to intuition. So why yes. did you plunk this question in the, on day four of the challenge? Well, the first three days are really getting to know your intuition and how it wants to communicate with you. And now you are kind of consulting it with this question and we're asking about trust, right? So when we think about why we we want to cultivate our intuition, because we want to trust ourselves, we, we want to have this this sense of trust that we can fall back on and that we don't have a ton of doubts about. And so what the idea, the the idea behind this question is that we can focus on something that we can trust in now that we have access to trust in now that we fully with our hearts believe we can trust in and then feel around like what trust feels like. Cause a lot Mm -hmm. of us in our lives, our trust has been shaken by experiences we had. And so this is about rebuilding trust even in small things that we have. And if we rebuild trust that, you know, if we start to feel what trust feels like, we can start to trust other things like our intuition. So it's kind of multifaceted why I chose this question. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really big question actually too. And I love it because Tarot, if you're using Tarot, there's so many ways that Tarot could answer this question. And I think it's, I think it's a brilliant question to ask actually. I picked the Queen of Wands for this one. And I love this Queen of Wands from this deck because she looks like incredibly athletic. And yeah, like she's my favorite court card of pretty much any tarot deck. And she's a boss, man. I love it. I love it. But what I saw in this card was that I can trust my own power and my own inner authority and, and that's it. Like I can just trust that I can trust myself and I can trust my own power. So that was what I got for, what did you pick? For this question, I picked the hermit and with this card, what I was particularly drawn to was, was the lamp that he was holding. So he was holding a lamp and what I felt like I could trust is the next step in front of me that I can clearly see what the next step is. And I don't have to see, it doesn't have to be daylight and I have to be able to see 10,000 feet in front of me. I just need to see what the next one is. And this is definitely a time in my life where I am redoing a lot of parts of my life. I have like a lot of possibilities and it, that can be overwhelming, right? When you're looking at all the possibilities, yeah. but it's the thing I could focus on is no, I know what's, I know what I can do next. I know what's next. And that felt so comforting when I drew this card. Like, oh, I do know what's next. It was a big realization for me. Yeah, that's nice. And that's actually really good, helpful advice for anybody going through. I mean, it's a very, very big transitional time for a lot of people right now. And so being able to just think about that next step and trust in that next step it's incredibly reassuring. What a great card to get. It was, it, it brought me a lot of, a lot of peace. I was like, okay, I can calm down. <laughs> well, and that's bit. the thing, like when we ask ourselves these questions, 
we can get the most like reassuring stuff. We just, a lot of times don't even ask those questions. So I love this exercise is inviting you to do that as part of your intuitive expansion. So then the last question for the day five question for this challenge was what do I need to know today? Okay. We're now applying the practice that we have. It's not just a general advice for our own lives, but like, what about today? So the the one that I picked was actually the seven of wands, which is, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. In this particular version of the card the it's a person standing, they're kind of standing, looking off into the distance. They have one wand slung over their shoulder and then they're, they have their feet on six other wands below them. Like they're laying claim to them. And then there's like a little crow on it. This card a lot of times in other decks has a kind of a different meaning to it. So, but I really wanted to use this deck and what I, what my sense was that day was practice diffusing and untangling inner tension Mm-hmm. Uh, direct this energy to to use as a force or a power with your intention. So it was about taking all of this energy that's sort of pent up literally under my feet and actually using those wands for something, using that energy for something, because I struggle with a lot of anxiety, taking every single little kilowatt of anxiety that I have and redirecting it as a power instead of as a struggle and applying it, using it to create, using it to, you know, solve problems, you know, stuff like using it to care for myself, using it to give attention to the parts of my life that need attention. That's how I took this particular, this particular card. What did you get? So for this question, you can also add an extra layer to this question if you wanted, which is kind of like almost tuning into what you think that that card, not exactly what that card will be, but like what what's coming in to that psychic field if you hold your cards and say okay what do i need to know today from my higher self mm-hmm. and you're you're holding your cards and before you pull a card you feel into okay what's coming up and this could be an image it could be a a sentence it could be whatever it doesn't matter just feel into that to see what it could be and then pull pull a card and see how what you came up with interacts with that question. That's kind of like an extra added challenge if you want to (laughs) take it for the last day of it. I first asked myself that and I got this phrase, which was only the root matters, pause and get back to the root. So that's, that's what came up for me immediately when I asked myself before I pulled any cards. And so I wrote that down and then I pulled the hanged man (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> which I couldn't think of a more relevant card for that phrase because he's hanging upside down. And on the card, the deck that I was using, he's hanging by a root, like a root, or mm-hmm. you could say maybe it's a branch, but it looked like a root to me that is is holding him and making him look from another perspective. And so when I saw this, I'm like, oh, I need to look at things a little bit differently than how I've been looking at it. And going back to my why, why am I doing stuff? And instead of just going into the world and doing things, which is my MO, I'm an Aries. I just, I'm like a bull in a China shop a lot of times doing stuff. And then I realized like, oh wait, today 
let me take a moment, let me pause, let me reassess. And so I could, I was like, oh, wow. And it's been really cool seeing other people who are doing this challenge that they'll be like, oh my God, I saw this. And then my card was this. And they, they've never had that experience before. So that's something that's cool to try if you want to take the, if you want to kick it up a notch with it. Well, and I think going back to blasting open your intuition, like this is, that is such an easy practice for people to do in order to like, Honestly, it's not even blasting up from their intuition. It's just bringing their attention to the fact that their intuition is already talking to them. I absolutely loved this element to the challenge was like, hang on, hang on. Don't look at the card yet. Like, what is your intuition telling you? What message is coming through? Because once you get into that habit, like over and over and over again, you will get the answers. And then at some point, you go, oh, I actually don't need the cards to tell me because my intuition's already talking to me or my intuition just gave me a message and the card really just helped me understand what part of that message is really important right now or helped me see a different like element of that message or provided clarification or something like that. It's such a rich and simple way to access your intuition and like you don't work, it doesn't require special training. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think like building up to that too, being like, oh yeah, here's the different ways my intuition communicates with me. I might get this feeling or, and, and having an expectation of, of what that, that might be like for you. And for me, like, I kind of need to tune into that Ace of Wands type energy, this, it, it, this raw stuff that doesn't necessarily make a lot of logical sense I kind of tune into almost my stomach and then the stuff just comes up when I do that and that doesn't make sense to probably a lot of other people but that's fine right that's the whole point of this challenge is that it makes sense to you and I think that's you you almost get an immediate result from doing this challenge (laughs) because because of, of that last question yeah. Yeah. I, it's an, it's amazing. I think it's brilliant. It, it, and it's kind of funny. I don't know if this happens to you. Do you ever like see the card in your mind before you draw it? Cause this happens to me all the time. Like I will totally, I'll see the card. And then I literally pick the card that I just had in my mind's eye. Yeah. With, with Lenormand, I'm like, I bet something like this combo is going to show up. I bet it's going to be something like this. And then usually it shows up or, or sometimes Lenormand will show me it in a different way that I'm like, I would have never put that combo together, but that is even more what I, what I was thinking about than I could have realized. So yeah, totally. I think that's a fun thing, like for people to even consider, they may not even consider that that would be something that could happen to them. I didn't ever think that I would like be able to see the cards in my mind's eye before I pick them, but it happens. It happens all the time. And so that's just fun. It's a fun reassurance. Totally. And if people who are um, listening to this, if you want a list of all the questions, if you're like, I want it all in front of me. I do have a PDF you can download with all of these and you can get that at emilyrosedivination.com slash challenge. So if you wanted to actually get into the the challenge, it's a free challenge, then you can do that and you'll, you'll get a pretty PDF um, that comes with it. Yeah. And we'll put links in the show notes too, to it. Totally. to make it easy for people to find. That's cool. One last thing I kind of wanted to ask about 
in terms of building your intuition is I've found it really helpful if I actually have a place to direct my questions beyond the cards. And for me, it's like my higher self. And one thing that I wanted to share is that at some point, actually, this was a suggestion of Sonia Choquette, who's one of my favorite authors and teachers. She encourages people to name their higher self, like just give it a name so you can ask it questions and things like that. It's just, it's part of you. And I found that it's, it's a really sweet, like place to direct questions when you're doing intuitive readings for yourself or you have any kind of intuitive questions. Do you have anybody or anything like that that you, when you're directing questions to your intuition? So I think that I'm trying not to go off in a whole (laughs) third tangent that would be long because I was thinking with journeying, that's really what journeying is, right? Is you meet different guides and they they can answer your questions and they're all really parts of you in some way that that's a whole other discussion. Which we will have. We're going to have the journeying discussion. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. That'll be really fun. So there's that, which I kind of think is in alignment with the naming in, in some tangential way. But what I find when I'm really like, I'm struggling with something and I, I have a hard time sometimes totally contextualizing that I'll just write down the question I notice like just switching my medium I'm just gonna ask the cards or I'm gonna do it this way I sometimes just like writing it down and then I do automatic writing with what just comes up and then sometimes I'll look down and I didn't even realize I was writing and then there's all these responses there so I find just like changing up the medium that I'm that I'm doing can help bring clarity Mm-hmm. Uh, to really complicated questions or co- questions that I feel are complicated, but a lot of times they're not. It's really simple answers <laughs> 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason why I love the naming the your higher self is like you're almost praying to yourself, you know? And it's it's such a sweet way of connecting to the wisest you know, part of yourself, the, the larger part of yourself without necessarily praying to an angel or a deity or something like that. And for people who are just not comfortable with putting their faith in another kind of power, like putting faith in the power of their, their greatest, highest self is something that's, I think, completely within reach. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful to to have a part of yourself that is a higher power and realizing that we're all, we're all part of it in a way, we're all part of the higher power. And then I just think also having that, having yourself become that in a way is, is empowering too. And realizing that you do have all the answers. You're, we're, we're all the fool in the world at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Well, this is such a cool exercise to do. I I love it. And I think that people who do this exercise of all experience levels can really benefit from it because it seems like the answers actually could change over time too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I really appreciate you sharing this. So it's the intuition challenge from Emily Rose. Check it out. Highly recommend it. And 
Yeah. Do you have anything to add around intuition? I just think when it comes to intuition, I think don't be afraid to blast it open. (laughs) Yeah. I think it, I think it can feel a little scary at first, but I think tuning into it more and, and realizing what it's saying. And a lot of times, you know, kind of yelling at us under the surface, it's all in your highest good, right? It's it's all pointing to that. And so tuning into that is, is only going to bring you to your path more quickly. And a lot of times while obviating a lot of, of challenges and, and blockages, you don't even need to face. So I, I'm all about just, let's just blast it open, man. Let's just do it. Yeah. But blast open your intuition because it like, ideally it should make your life better and easier once you make the changes that need to happen in your life that your intuition is guiding you toward, right? It's supposed that there's supposed to be a net positive behind all of it. So that's good. So yes, blast your intuition open, do it. If you don't like the results, then just go back to the way you were operating before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for doing the challenge. And it was so fun to hear your answers and- And also hearing how another really spiritual person works on on the inside. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Divinely Curious. Connect with us on social media and tell us what you thought about today's episode. You can find Emily at Emily Rose Divination or on her website, emilyrosedivination.com. You can also find me, Heather, on social media at Lovejoy Lightwork. Or you can visit my website, lovejoylightwork.com. Thanks for listening and stay curious.